Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Like, there's no in-between. When you get to play your old team, it's either four touchdowns or four picks. <laughs> Pete Thamel. I would think the Spencer Rattler slump either needs to end or something has to happen. So it feels like it's hitting a breaking point there. With SI's Pat Forty. Why didn't you tell me that before I picked someone? <laughs> <laughs> Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod. It's Race for the Case time. New Bet MGM customers, New Bet MGM customers, bet $1 on any game will receive $100 in free bets added to their account. It's that easy. You don't even need to win your bet to receive the promotion. $1 on any game, $100 in free bets. Must be 21 and over. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Terms apply. Go to betmgm.com slash yahoo special. Betmgm.com slash yahoo special to get started or use promo code sportsbook when making your first deposit. All right, gentlemen, race for the case is here. I am leading the race for the case with a record of 16, 7, and 2. Pete is 14, 10, and 1. Pat, Sully, I have 11 and 10 wins respectively. So let's do this. Let's start. First game, number 12, Notre Dame. Number 18, Wisconsin. Sully, what'd you say? First game since like 1960s between these two? 1964. It's an embarrassment. It really is. They (laughs) should be playing more often. It's Notre Dame and Wisconsin. This game is in Soldier Field. Last year's game in Lambeau, which was going to be absolutely awesome, uh, was canceled due to COVID, unfortunately. I hope they reschedule that. I don't know if they have or haven't. Games noon and Fox. Badgers, six-point favorites. The over-under is just 46.5. Half the bets, but 70% of the money at BetMGM is on the Irish. Pat Forty, who you got? Boy, I'm surprised Wisconsin's favored that by that much. I'm not surprised Wisconsin is favored, but six seems a little high to me. Still, that's a, that's a tricky one to bet because you skeech by by a touchdown and you cover. I'm going to take Notre Dame just because you're getting the points there. Graham Mertz has struggled even more than Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn really hadn't struggled. He just hadn't been very spectacular so far for Notre Dame. Graham Mertz has struggled significantly for Wisconsin since his great debut last year. 
So I'm going to say that Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman dials up some stuff for him. Uh, Jack Cohn knows some tendencies from Jim Leonard, the offensive coordinator of the Badgers from his time as the quarterback. Uh, And they can find some holes in a very good Wisconsin defense, just enough to cover. I'm not saying they're going to win. I could very much see this being 14 to 10, 17 to 14. Really, probably the under is the call. Oh, that's such a small under that you don't mess with it. But I'll take Notre Dame in the points. We're off to a good start because I'm already disagreeing with Pat. So it's it's the sign of a successful uh, race for the case this week. My only regret is I will not be near Pat in the press box in Chicago to listen to him bemoan his terrible pick. Uh, I'm going to take Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't think Notre Dame scores more than 10 points in this game. And I think Wisconsin figures out a way to uh, to grind out a victory. As we joked on the last pod, it will be a uh, greatest hits of ground and pound. The YouTube video we can all go to sleep by. I think this is like a 17-3 Wisconsin game. Badgers have the nation's best rush defense. They are yielding 33 yards per game. They showed, obviously, been tested once against uh, against Penn State, and they, they flailed in that test. But if they can avoid some of the self-destruction that occurred in that game, I think they'll uh, th- they'll end up all right. We know the drinkers are going to win in this game, and I, and I think the Badgers end up uh, with Jim, Jim Leonard's defense winning fairly handily. Yeah, I agree with you, Pete. Indy might have a shot at winning the tailgate, but I'm going with the Badgers here on the field. Mertz doesn't need to be perfect. He just doesn't need to turn the ball over in the red zone like he did against Penn State, and they're going to win this game. The IRS offensive line has been less than stellar, but the rush defense is what really concerns concerns me here 101st in the country lowly Florida State gash them on the ground they're not going to fare well against this Badgers offense coming off of a bye lay the six I don't like this game I think I'm going to take Wisconsin thing about Cone is like when guys get this game they either play unbelievable or horrible like there's no in between when you get to play your old team it's either four touchdowns or four picks (laughs) (laughs) yeah That is why I would not bet this game, but I have to pick one. I'll take Wisconsin despite giving the six. Should be a fun game, though. We got Lone Wolf 40 on this one. Lone Wolf. All of my Lone Wolf picks so far this year have failed badly, so (laughs) I kind of hate to see that turn out. The asterisk is on uh, the quarterback play for the Irish. All right, number seven, Texas A&M. First, number 16, Arkansas. 3.30 on CBS. The Hogs get the big big CBS Window game is in uh, Arlington, as we mentioned, across the street from the Walmart to make everyone feel happy. A&M's given five and a half. The over-under is 47.5. 65% of the bets and the money are on Sam Pittman's crew. How about that? Uh, I have a feeling I may be the, uh, the the lone wolf on this one, but I am uh, I am going to take Texas A and M. I I will believe it when I uh, when I see it from Arkansas. When I see it, not in a home game, not in an iconic environment like they had against Texas. There will be likely a split crowd. I'm sure there'll be some chesty hog fans there. Texas's defensive front is pedestrian to poor. Texas A&M's front seven, in my mind, is one of the elite ones in the country. I think Arkansas has to deal with success for the first time since uh, Ryan Mallett was the quarterback, probably. So I think that there is there's a dynamic there, and I could see this being like a 13-6 to six kind of game. I think A&M guts it out, figures out a way to, to ride its defense, and, and comes out with a victory. 
Oh, yeah, I'm happy to take the hogs against you there. I, I like Arkansas in this spot getting points. As I, I mentioned on the pod earlier in the week, Arkansas, good numbers in turnover margin, very good numbers in explosive plays versus limiting explosive plays. And I look at Zach Calzada, the quarterback who stepped in because Haynes King is hurt for uh, the Aggies, and he has just been okay. You know, I mean, they scored 34 against New Mexico. They scored 41 against Kent State. Big whoop. They scored 10 against Colorado the one time they have played an FBS opponent. And it was a struggle to get to 10. They were losing 7-3 to most of that game and barely eked it out. I just, I don't see a lot from Texas A&M that, indicates that that they're going to go in and march up and down the field against Arkansas. It may well be low scoring, but I think K.J. Jefferson is the better quarterback in this. Uh, and I think that Arkansas probably is at least – they have a better offensive line and their defense is good enough to, to slow down a pedestrian quarterback. So the Hogs and the points – Thank you. Both defenses are stout. The under might be the play here, but woo, pig, suey in this one. AM has won nine straight in the series, but there's been plenty of one-score games in, the, in that run. Barry Odom will be able to dial it up against the backup Zach Calzada. Great stat from Pro Football Focus. In a clean pocket against New Mexico, he had an 88% adjusted completion percentage, but went under pressure all the way down to 46%. One thing to note, a couple of hogs starting linemen are banged up. They could be short on the offensive line, which is tough against that noted AM front. So, but I'm I'm sticking with the hogs here. Why didn't you tell me that before I picked so <laughs> <laughs> that just further bolsters my opinion. I am taking the Aggies. This is Texas AM, not Texas. Arkansas blew out Texas. The fans are fired up. Everyone's riding the bandwagon. AM's a better team. Uh, the worst thing that happened to Arkansas in this game is they beat Texas because Texas A&M is not going to overlook uh, Arkansas on that. I am sticking with A&M, even given uh, five and a half. I am surprised that much money is on Arkansas. Rutgers at number 19, Michigan, 330 on ABC. Michigan is giving 18 and a half over under is 51.5. How about this? 50% of the bets, but 75% of the money is on Rutgers. Bada bing. It's a lot of money in that tea shop in Newark going right down to the state U. (laughs) Pauly Walnuts likes himself some uh, Scarciano this weekend. I've read this story about, you know, they got legalized sports wagering in New Jersey, as they do Michigan. So, that I mean, some of this could be part of the, the, the money bet, right? But they have it in both places. But there's like a pizza shop just off the GW Bridge. I think in Fort Lee. Yeah. That's sure. like now the guys from New York go over, stop at the pizza place and make their bets. And it's now handling like more, more sports wagering than like the Caesars <laughs> Palace sports book. I love in it. Vegas. Let's keep it. Where, was the, article, New where was the article? I think it was a Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. I'd, I'd like, like to read that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was like this. And there's, yeah, he's like, go pick up a pie, make your bets, get back on the bridge, get back over. Right. So there you go. Probably good pizza, too. Jersey's got great pizza. No doubt. Uh, anyway, none of that has to do with the game. <laughs> Regardless, Pat, who you got? Oh, you know, I, I I don't like the news about Rutgers having the uh, the paintball gunners involved because I, I think you need all hands on deck. But I, I think that spread is too big. I'm going to take Rutgers in the points. Both teams, this is a clash of titans, Dan Wetzel. Both teams 3-0 and against the spread. And as I said <laughs> on the last pod, Good teams win, great teams cover. 
So who's going to be the great team here? I'm going to say Rutgers getting 18 and a half uh, is coverable. They could lose by two touchdowns uh, and you're, you're okay there. Neither team has turned the ball over yet this year. So that could be a real difference maker. Who, who Does anybody commit their first offensive mistake of a major nature in that way? Uh, Rutgers eight takeaways that their defense has been very opportunistic. They do rush the passer. Well, can they force Michigan to pass uh, enough to make the pass rush a factor? I, I don't know. We're going to see, but I, I, I'm going to say that this is just too big a spread for a game that was triple overtime last year and decided on a missed field goal by Rutgers. Uh, the difference is not that vast between these two teams. Give me Rutgers and the points. I don't have a lot of conviction on this one, in part because of the uh, two Rutgers DBs, one of whom's a starter out from the fabled paintball incident. Two teams that just haven't made a lot of mistakes this, so far this season, as uh, as Pat said. So, yeah, I I think I'm going to take Rutgers. I, I have no conviction here. I don't have faith in Rutgers to score a lot. I do think that having seen this Michigan defense for a few weeks, they'll at least be a plan that, that's better than maybe the Western Michigan plan or some of the other people who didn't have as much uh, against Michigan. That Michigan's wrinkle that uh, Mike McDonald, the new DC, has brought in is they, they move around Aiden Hutchinson to uh, to different ends to, to be disruptive and – I feel like there'll be enough for the, for the Rutgers offensive staff to account for that. But I think after Hutchinson and after Dax Hill, Michigan's defense is pretty pedestrian. And so Rutgers will do just enough to cover. Guys, don't overthink this one. I, I, I know they went to triple overtime last season, but an injured Joe Milton started the game and Cade McNamara had to come in and lead the Wolverines back from a 21-3 deficit. As we stated, Michigan has the number one rush offense in the country. Rutgers does rank 33rd in rush defense, but they've played three corpses so far. <laughs> no chopping wood this Saturday. Go blue. Yeah, I, I'm, with, I'm with Sully on that. No problem. Take Michigan. Yeah, defense is terrific. You know, are seduced by the helmets and the fight song. Uh, I'm seduced by the talent on the field. This is mm. Rutgers. Okay, <laughs> last year's disaster aside, I'll, I will take Michigan on this. Their guys aren't running around shooting people with paintballs <laughs> in the lower abdomen. Rutgers got, I'm sorry, Michigan's got two pros on defense, and it goes way downhill from there. Defense is, uh, defense is good. All right, number nine, Clemson. At NC State, 330 on ESPN. Clemson is given 10. Over-under is 46 and a half. 60% of the bets and 90% of the money on the Wolf Pack. Wow. Part of it is, I think, the, the loss of Peyton Wilson. NC State's uh, starting linebacker, probably the best linebacker in the ACC. Just alleviates a lot of the dynamism that they had on, on the defensive side of the ball. I really feel like Trusting NC State in a big spot just continues to be a mistake time after time and year after year. So NC State could very well win this game. I'm not naive to that. But I really think that Clemson's offense is going to continue to evolve. Tony Elliott is too smart and has had too many good offenses to continue to kind of be running on a treadmill a little bit. And I think that some of the disruption from the lightning delay caused some of the issues they had against Georgia Tech. I trust Dabo to respond to adversity. So, and I just don't trust NC State, which has been years, years in the making. I, I, I did pick them preseason to be a surprise team, but uh, and look, hopefully Carter Finley's jumping. NC State, it's a great fan base. They deserve a great moment like this, but 
I just I just don't see it in in part because if Mississippi State's defense can essentially they scored ten in that game, but they essentially you know couldn't piss a drop the entire afternoon. They they scored one touchdown very uh, very very late. I believe it was yeah a minute left. Leary threw a touchdown pass to make it twenty four ten. I feel like Clemson defensively, Brent Venables has had those guys dialed up. We'll figure them out, and uh, yeah, Clemson won by two touchdowns. Order will be restored. Yeah, I agree with you because, I mean, starting with the absolute bedrock belief that you cannot trust NC State. They are <laughs> they are the, the the classic team that as soon as you, you get your hopes up about them, they step on their Johnson and do what they did against <laughs> Mississippi State and Starkville. I mean, Can just, you say that? <laughs> I did just say that, yes. You know, so let's start with that. I, I believe the phrase amongst NC State fans is NC State <laughs> This is some NC State and that's exactly what the Mississippi State game was, where it's like, okay, here we go. As soon as we start feeling good, bad things happen. And the other strong belief here is that Clemson can't be this bad. All right? Eventually, they'll start getting some things going. It's not like they don't have talent. The offensive line is an issue. Otherwise, there are no issues. And if you look, NC State couldn't run the ball to save their lives against Mississippi State. 25 carries, 34 yards. It's going to be worse against Clemson in that front because Clemson will eat them alive up front. Wolfpack are going to have to throw every single time, and that could lead to bad things. And so I think Clemson makes some plays defensively, finally breaks some big plays offensively, and scores enough to cover the 10. I'm probably going to hate this pick because, as Pete noted, Peyton Wilson's out and safety Cyrus Fagan is out for the year. But I'm taking the Wolfpack. They look pretty good on defense against Furman. Uh, Not much of a step up (laughs) against Clemson either. Against Furman. Yeah. Well, well, Buy Apple stock, Sully. Just buy Apple stock. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I have a feeling NC State will test the Tigers in their first true road game of the season and keep this one close enough. Uh, I'm taking the 10 points. And going with the public. Well, you're going lone wolf back on this. Look, <laughs> the uh, Clemson offense has been horrible. We mentioned they've scored 17 points against legit competition. That we're ignoring South Carolina State. Uh, no offense to the Bulldogs, but their defense has also given up 11. Georgia won the game on a on a pick. I think they'll, they'll they'll get some turnovers. I don't really like the NC State offense against Mississippi State. Ten is tough when you've got such a limited offense, but I think Clemson pulls this out. I will take Clemson uh, getting uh, giving ten. Last one of these before we get to lock of the week. West Virginia Mountaineers feeling uh, feeling good after their big win over Virginia Tech. They got those three extra athletic trainers. The Hokies <laughs> left behind. <laughs> Uh, Those ankles are going to be really well taped. (laughs) Really well taped. The modern day little brown jug, the hostage situation, possibly. We don't know. (laughs) Penny Lane. Reports out of Morgantown are sketchy because it's just, it's hard to get reporters there. It's hard to get reporters there. They'll be like that one CNN woman will be behind enemy lines. Uh, West Virginia's at Oklahoma, 730 on ABC. Nice pub for the Mountaineers. OU is giving 16 and a half. The over under is 57.5. What the, this has got to be because gambling on BetMGM is legal in West Virginia and not in Oklahoma. 80% of the bets and money are on West Virginia. I think, yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be skewing this thing. I I, you, I would think so too. Uh, so that, all that, the West Virginia guys can bet and the Oklahoma guys right. can't legally. 
And get your act together, Oklahoma. Trying to take a moral high ground against sports wagering? Oklahoma? <laughs> Sully, you start this time. All right. West Virginia's defense is not as good as Nebraska's that held OU to 23 points on Saturday, but they are pretty salty in the red zone. The Cornhuskers gave the Mountaineers a recipe to slow down that Sooner offense, force Rattler to beat you with short passes. Give me the nears. I would just think Lincoln Riley can't be held down for this like he's going to figure out a way to to script up some stuff and move now one thing that scares me is letty brown has been really good running the ball for west virginia so they could control the game a little bit and slow things down but you would have to think this moderately improved sooner defense starts to uh, starts to reveal itself soon and uh I, I would think the spencer rattler slumpy there needs to end or something has to happen so it, it feels like it's hitting a breaking point there and i'm going to take the sooners thinking they will look actually like the Sooners and not the imposters of the first few weeks. I am going to take Oklahoma here as well. Uh, Oklahoma has pounded West Virginia when they have played in Norman. And I guess I'm, I, I will put this in the same category as I did with uh, with taking Clemson and, and giving the points is that, yeah, this team is probably too talented to keep playing the way it has. They're due for a breakout. Uh, you hit Big 12 play. Uh, you add a little bit of juice from that, and West Virginia just is out-talented here uh, pretty much across the board. And the Oklahoma defense in the last year definitely made some plays. They made some plays against Nebraska as well. They they, they limited them 16 points. So I think that they, they can make some plays off Jarrett Dagey. They can slow down Letty Brown and do enough to cover the 16 and a half. I'm going to go with the Sooners also. You know, I'm going to give some credit to Nebraska's defense last week in, in their role in making, you know, that was a, a big game for Nebraska. And there was a lot of emotion. And there was that was something they were pointing to. And they had to sit there and listen to how they were going to get blown out for so long. And their coach wanted to reschedule. I, I think Oklahoma's offense will be a little bit better. 16 and a half is a lot. But if I got to take a team here, I will take the Sooners. Uh, with a late cover, I think they'll just wear West Virginia out late. All right, lock of the week time. Uh, who's got a lock of the week? Anyone prep? Is anyone ready? Florida State's only a two-point dog against Louisville. And if you've seen Florida State, they have been a dog in every single game this season. So I am taking the Cardinals to cover the two. Uh, I think Louisville found something against UCF uh, last week. Namely, they they found their offensive uh rhythm uh Malik Cunningham was extremely good he's he runs hot and cold so you don't know but if he stays hot and you give him a pocket and some time he can scramble and make plays but he needs to be able to see the play and when he sees the play he's very very effective uh they've got good running backs they've got some receivers their defense stepped up and made some big plays including a pick six for the win I see nothing that I like at Florida State nothing so I am taking Louisville giving two in Tallahassee I am going to take UAB getting four points at Tulane. UAB is fresh off just a thorough dismantling of North Texas on the road on Saturday. They just absolutely whacked the mean green 40 to 6. You laugh. UAB beat Jacksonville State 31 nothing. We all know what happened to Jacksonville State in Tallahassee. UAB got absolutely curb stomped by Georgia, but... They're a conference USA team, so that's that's going to happen. I think people are uh, people are looking at Tulane as a favorite. There'll be there'll be obviously some juiced up emotion with them being back after the hurricane, but I am fairly confident that the close Oklahoma loss isn't enough. And uh, UAB is just a, a better team and program right now. 
they have the kind of defense that can slow down Michael Pratt and Chip Long's offense. So I am going to take the Blazers getting four. I'm taking a beanpot game, fellas. BC is getting two and a half points hosting Mizzou. Would love to be able to buy that half point, but I'm going to take it anyway. I know Philip Yurkovic is out for BC. But Dennis Crosell is okay enough on the ground. BC is a really good ground and pound team. Mizzou's defense is very porous and gives up explosive plays. Meanwhile, BC has a stout pass defense. I am taking the points and the Eagles at home. I'll be there, Sully. I'll be there Saturday. Nice. To, uh, right. I almost you took Missouri as my – Oh, how about that? How about that? I almost yeah. took Missouri as my lock, by the way, Sully. So that shows you what I think of that pick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, was the only, I was the only one that hit a lock last week, so – you could take them. All right. That's right. All right. The locks have been killing me because the team I almost pick, I keep not picking, and then they keep winning. And then my other pick, I'm talking myself out of it. I'm a total idiot. So I'm focused on one. I'm locked in. I'm taking Liberty. Uh. Giving six at Syracuse. Ooh. I don't like this Syracuse team at all. They scored seven points against Rutgers. They only scored 29 against a horrible Ohio team that lost to Duquesne. Uh, and got blown out by the Raging Cajuns by 49. Liberty's 3-0. and I think this is the start of Malik Willis becoming a name brand this season. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions passing. Four touchdowns, 6.6 yards per rush. Kid's a great player. He's an NFL prospect. Liberty goes up there and beats Syracuse by more than a touchdown. I'm taking Liberty. I feel good about it, and I'm not going to discuss any other games. I jinx myself. <laughs> Syracuse is the fourth-ranked defense in the country, by the way. I bring that up only because it's, like, odd to say out loud. <laughs> How? I, just, I was <laughs> looking at NCAA stats, and I saw that. It's the Because uh, they played they played Ohio, University of Albany. And Rutgers. And Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, they're still fourth. They're behind Georgia, ahead of Baylor and Troy. I, I just, I'm, just, well, not- I'm just pointing this out Friday night if at halftime – you're steaming and stewing, and all the people listening to your listening to your locks are, are wondering what's happening. I I think it's a good pick, but I just that was just a weird enough anomaly where I just wanted to say it out loud. So props to Tony White in the three three five for at least putting up some yellow lights on uh, on the Syracuse opposition. Oh, I, this needs to be noted, by the way, going back to Sully's uh, BC pick and the discussion there. Jeff Hathley with one of the better quotes of the year just now. Students, come early. Tailgate early. If you don't want to wake up early, then don't go to bed. Just come out right from the night before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Drunken stupors, baby. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Stay up all night. Go to the, yeah, go to the like South it. Street Diner and then just roll uh, roll back. Yeah, you got plenty. It's Boston, man. You should be up all night anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are our picks. Do with, do with them what you will. Be careful. Apple stock's careful cheap there, now because of China. That, look, Pete, that that Liberty game is at 8 p.m. on on uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So by the time the second half gets going, if you know anything about me, I'm going to be so deep into the whiskey, <laughs> I'm not going to be fretting about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the ACC network? I think it's on the ACC network. I'll be fumbling around with Bushmills <laughs> uh, trying to work my my uh, remote. It's not going to happen. So I'm not too worried about it. Those are our picks. Do with them what you will. And uh, make sure you uh, come back on uh, late Sunday night, probably Monday. Be here for the Monday overreaction and we'll overreact to all of the good news. Thank you all for subscribing, uh, continuing to support our podcast, sharing us on social media, telling your friends about it, playing this podcast at tailgates, doing whatever you can to help us out. Season's more fun with you guys involved. Talk to you later.